Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Sapp. They're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, still voiceless. It's July twenty eighth, and I can't see nothing, Sean. I can't see you, bud. Who gives a shit? Don't don't talk about the tech errors on the air. We'll be all right. That's uh, part of my charm. I know it's not. People yes, it hate it, and I hate it more importantly than all you people. Who but hates it aside from you, people. Sean? What? Who hates it aside from you? All kinds of people. All nah. kinds of people when they comment that you bring the show to a screeching halt instead of just working around the tech errors. Not Jimmy. true. Not true. Not true. Yes, Part of my it charm. happens every single time you do it. No, they're all wrong. Part of my charm. Not true. Uh, anyway, listen, your boy. My voice is still out. Yeah, I can't Hot believe damn. it's still out. Wow. Yeah, I can. So how? What happened? What'd you I do? don't know. I don't want to talk about it. I've already talked about it enough. It's listing you boy time. What's up? Did you were you yelling in Colorado? No, it was gone before that. Again, really? I don't want to talk about it. Let's move on. Are you in a bad mood? I am now because we can't get the goddamn show started. So yeah. Yeah, but you know what? If if anybody should be in a bad mood, it should be me because I got two producers. One thought the show starts at four o'clock Eastern. The other the other one thought the show starts at six o'clock Eastern. Well, 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 as it turns out, it started at three and we weren't on time. And now it's three Oh five and we're not talking about anything yet. Exactly. My point. Exactly. My point guys, so I, should, a, I should be the one that's frustrated guys. Leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. Also donate a super chat. It'll get your question or statement read on the air. Uh, like Matt Reichel did, he said, really worried about the uptick in COVID cases that may move all out from Chicago back to Jacksonville. Is there any news? No, there is no news. I would be shocked if they moved it unless there was a stay-at-home order. Um, if there's a mask mandate, I would imagine they're going to keep it there. Uh, but I, I don't see that happening unless they absolutely have to, Jimmy. 
I was going to talk about SummerSlam. Sean, can you hear us right uh, now? Because for SummerSlam, and, and, and granted, Allegiant Stadium is an outdoor venue, and so they might be okay. But uh, starting July 30th in Clark County, which is where Las Vegas resides in Nevada, they're going to be uh, doing a indoor mass mandate because cases are going up in uh, in the state of Nevada. So hopefully, you know, summertime's a month away. This should be okay. It's an outdoor show. But can you imagine, Sean, if things continue training in that direction and then people outdoors at SummerSlam had to wear a mask? That would suck. Yes. Uh, I mean – it's possible. Pass, pass, pass. So, so many selfish dummies. Hey, by the way, guys that are hitting the test, test, test on the production, if I can hear you, they can hear you. Just a little heads up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I would be very – okay, there and there there we go with this. <laughs> what is what us? is going on? What's can you hear us right now? What is going on? I, Hayden, we're live on the air. Take it off. My God. What a train wreck this week. Yeah, what a train wreck. I would yeah. love it if these production situations were settled, you know, maybe before the show. That would be Okay, very... well, don't, don't shit on me because I I'm not shitting on here. you. I'm not I shitting came... on you. Good, because I, I came in here 10 minutes before 3 to a dark, empty studio. <laughs> a dark, empty room at 10 to 3 Eastern time. Oh well, you know God. what? I do, ha- I do have something positive to say. I just got this in the mail. Look oh, that's at this. great. Look at this beauty, Fightful Magazine. This is the July-August issue. Uh, you can get it via digital or you can get it via print. Look how beautiful that is, Sean. It is. Nice. It's great. I opened it up. Uh, I, I came home from vacation, and I had it uh, with me, yep. and or I had it waiting on me, and it's, it's a beautiful magazine, very high-quality stuff. I loved it. It is very, very beautiful, very, very well done. You can get this right now at FightfulMag.com. Uh, and again, this is the July, August issue the cover stories, the dream match, Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega. We have, uh, some interesting stuff in here. We've got a, an article about wrestling's happy accidents. Uh, we have the wrestlers tribune written in this issue by Aaron Stevens, formerly Damian Sandow in WWE. We have a, a story about the world of customizing WWF LJN action figures. And you should see how talented some of these people are. They look like the real deal. So Check out that beauty right there, FightfulMeg.com. And again, you can get it in print or you can get it digitally, one or the other. Yes, it's a good time. Way better than uh, the production errors, as people are pointing out. But you know what? (laughs) There are some wrestling stuffs to talk about. Uh, Van Twinblade says, Kurt Stallion is back in Glory Pro. Makes me happy to see these recent WWE releases getting quick bookings i mean very very quick bookings uh not having any real issue with that uh one of those that it maybe took a little bit longer to get back to the forefront is matt cardona mike bond says gcw homecoming main event was uncomfortable but cardona had nuclear heat thoughts on Meltzer's comments about fan reaction and the match in general um i mean when when framing stuff like this i'd rather you all just say i don't want to target anybody but that's the reaction Matt Cardona wanted. The bottles being thrown in, that's what GCW wanted. That's what Cardona wanted. There were not plants there. There were absolutely not plants throwing stuff there. Uh, I got a lot of respect for Dave, but um, there weren't plants there, and that was exactly, yeah. exactly what they were looking for, Jimmy. You know what? I will say this. It, w- it was very dangerous. Uh, you know, Cardona was really kind of covering up. I, I don't know if any of those bottles were filled. I'm going to guess they weren't. But uh, it could have potentially been dangerous. But I guess, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. It, it turned out okay. You know, Cardona came out of it fine. The visual of it was uh, exceptional. When's the last time Matt Cardona had bladed at a match, Sean? 
I don't know if he ever had. If he ever had, right. And 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 the one thing I want to say, and you and I have talked about him before on this podcast, I, I've got a lot of respect for him. He reminds me of Drew McIntyre. Uh, and even to a lesser degree, maybe Cody Rhodes. Here's a guy that, you know, was in the WWE system for a long time. Now, he never had the pedigree, I guess, of a Drew McIntyre. You know, Miss McMahon did not on television call out Zack Ryder as, you know, a future WWE champion. Still, he was there for a long, long time. He was let go. And a lot of guys, when they have that WWE exposure, they ride that name value as long as they can. They use it on the independents and they use it at, at conventions and meet and greets, whatever. Matt Cardona decided that he was going to reinvent himself. And not only have we seen the business acumen with him, he's got, you know, all this merchandise and a podcast network and all this stuff. He's even doing a, a theme park podcast now with Chelsea Green. But he reinvented himself because he understood that Zack Ryder could have been an albatross around his neck. And uh, the, old, the, the best way for him to do it was to, was to go in GCW and work a death match with Nick Gage. And uh, I saw your interview with him. I think he was legitimately nervous. He was. I talked to him off camera. He was yes. legitimately nervous. He was like, man, I respect him. He's like, I know he's good at what he does. He's like, but there, there, there are some nerves there. Riven Blade points out the online disrespect for Gage this week is warped. That type of wrestling is not for me. I don't like it. I, I right. don't like it a lot. Now, um, there's a disrespectful super chat that I from from somebody who uh, I'm not going to read, but uh, at least verbatim because I, I don't think that's appropriate. But talking about Cardona reducing himself, Cardona was the number one trend on Twitter during yes. the Olympics on a weekend. Yes. So yes. Uh, you can say what you want. But objectively, this was good for his career. Objectively, there's 100%. no disputing it. Yep. It was objectively good for his career. And there's a whole generation of fans, Jimmy, that don't realize that 10 years ago, he was one of the most over wrestlers on the planet to the point to where The Rock was in the ring. And they're not chanting for The Rock, they're yeah. chanting for Matt Cardona. And that happened. That is, it's like, it's, it's also an objective thing that happened. And, what happened when he won the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania? Huge pop. Yep. Big chance. Every time he was given that that real opportunity, he he would take it and do the best with it. Unfortunately for him, when he got over, WWE was like, Well, you're not the guy. You're you're a US champion, but we're not gonna use you to get to to get you over uh, uh more and more. We're going to use you to get other people over. Mike JC says he was at homecoming and the atmosphere was amazing. And some of those drinks was filled because someone rained on me when they threw really, it. Really, really, oh. really. Wow. Oh, man. Well, I, uh, you know, you know how my mind always shifts to stories. I got to tell this story. I just have to. Do you remember when SARS happened um, years yes. and years yes, ago? Do. Yes, I do. And, and Toronto was an area that was hit pretty hard by it. Yes, I absolutely And do. I believe it was the Rolling Stones and ACDC. They came together and decided that they were going to do a big outdoor concert and they were going to do it uh, for charity. And Justin Timberlake happened to be in town. Have you ever heard the story? No, I've not. Justin Timberlake was in town doing a concert in Toronto and he, and he knew that they were going to be doing a big outdoor show with the Rolling Stones and with ACDC. And Justin Timberlake wanted to be on that, on that show. And so he offered to do an afternoon set. I believe he did it for free. The problem was you're at an outdoor venue and what are people drinking in the summer at an outdoor venue? Water bottles. And the crowd is there to see the Rolling Stones and ACDC. And here comes Justin Timberlake. And you can go on YouTube, Sean. Justin Timberlake spent the whole set dodging water bottles. 
Oh man. As he performed, there, there was one song where he's on the keyboards and he's looking out like this and he's dodging like this as he's performing on the keyboards. And I remember watching Jesus. that. I was embarrassed as a, as a Torontonian watching that because it was such disrespect. Mm. And the Cardona thing reminded me of that a little bit, but again, he came out of it. Okay. It was a great visual. And for anybody that thinks that he's reducing himself to being a hardcore wrestler, that's not what he's doing. What he's doing is he understands that there was a negative connotation to Zack Ryder. He understands the whole, the, 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 the pastel colors and gel your hair and all that shit. He knew that there was a negative connotation to that. And he knew that if he was going to get to the next level, he was going to have to find his way out of that. And you remember when he had that shot in AEW and Mark, Mark Cardona, by his own admission has said, AEW did not offer me a deal and I'm not going to chase it. Right. Yeah. They brought him in for a handful of shows. He tried to do it as serious Matt Cardona. And because he didn't yet have a track record, and when he went in and did that, he didn't get over it because people were looking at him saying, well, that's Zack Ryder. So he's trying, he, he's trying to undo that. And I, I think what he did was, was very smart to try to was, undo that. It was very smart. Dante V says, tonight, Nick F. Engage is going to be on national TV, and I'm so excited. He's gone through a lot from his dark side of the ring and deserves the spot. Gage is a great dude. I'm also a really good example of someone who made a mistake, paid their dues, got better. Um, that pop he got last week was unreal. And I loved Nick Gage explaining that he does not like MJF. He's like, but I care about money and right. I care about taking care of my family. I was like, oh man, I love that. That was brilliant. Uh, I finally got to watch GCW homecoming this past weekend. Uh, but man, this was really, really great. It, it was, it was such a great main event. Well, I gotta tell you, I, uh, good luck to Chris Jericho. Because he's doing a no rules match with Nick Gage. So who knows what kind of crazy shit Nick Gage is going to come up with. And, and I want to say also, I want to give props to Brett Lauderdale, the owner of GCW. I think that he understood that Nick Gage is, let's be honest, Nick Gage is not going to be Chris Jericho because it's part of a story with yeah. MJF. I think that Brett Lauderdale understood this is going to be the highest profile match of Nick Gage's career live on TNT. And so it's probably best to get the belt off him before he goes on national television, before his biggest television uh, viewership to date and gets beat by uh, Chris Jericho. So I thought that was a smart thing to do. Put the belt at Matt Cardona. They can have a rematch down the line. Uh, and now he can go and lose to Jericho and, and just up his own profile while, by being on uh, live television. Yeah. And I mean, that's helped him out so much. It's helped him out so much. We got some super chats. Brian Murphy says the voice is a work. SRS is voiceless. CM Punk is voice of the voiceless. CM Punk to AEW confirmed. Well, we did have some more CM Punk news on Fightful Select today. Um, that was, you know, that was, you know, pretty big news last week, Jimmy. So Sean Rossap managed to get Fightful trending worldwide on Twitter last week. Uh, I actually kind of, you know, I, 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 I really put you over, Sean. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, of all the things to trend like one and two last week, a wrestlers court trial at midnight on a Wednesday, Matt Cardona and Fightful. It's insane. Yeah. And, and, uh, Fightful did not trend worldwide in wrestling. It trended worldwide in sports. Yeah. So that was very interesting. Tell me the latest on punk as well as on Brian Danielson. There have been reports, uh, unconfirmed reports that Brian Danielson has signed with AEW. He's coming. I don't know if he's signed. He's coming. He's coming. Okay. Um, Cassidy Haynes of body slams report was, was accurate there. Um, that has been a, a much more poorly kept secret than, than CM Punk for sure. 
and again, God, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing my own voice, guys. I'm so sorry about, about how it sounds. But the CM Punk talks have been ongoing. And last week, there were some people saying, oh, well, they, they talk all the time. And that is true. They have talked prior. There has been interest from the AEW side prior. There have been higher-ups in AEW that have, have talked to wrestlers in the company and said, hey, you know, we might try to bring them in as far as last year, I, I'm told. However, the talks that I've heard of, at least to my knowledge, have never gotten as far as they have now. Now, I want to specify, the ones that I've heard about haven't gotten as far as they have now. And again, I'll, I'll be posting CM Punk updates constantly as I get them on FightfulSelect.com. But it was so funny because as I heard about this, I was told only a few people know. It became very clear, way more than a few people know. I know a media member asked Tony Khan about it earlier this month. And I think the way that they framed it was, has he signed? So it was very easy for the, for him to say no. Because from what I understand, Penn has not been put to paper or had not as the last time I asked. So it was, it was not as quiet as they maybe hoped. But um, I do know that there was a lot of rattling from CM Punk's side too. So it wasn't like an AEW leak. It was more the other side of things from what I understand. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it is of my opinion that it's pretty well going to happen. Like CM Punk is headed there. I have not heard of any conversations that have been this close with CM Punk. But then as I start poking around and I start asking, Ring of Honor tried to reach out to him last year when Marty Skrull was given his spot uh, at, at the top of Ring of Honor, which didn't last very long. He had feelers sent out to CM Punk. Again, I don't know how far those conversations went, but at least the Ring of Honor side tells me that he seemed more interested in planning and creative than he was about money. That's their story. Obviously, CM Punk doesn't talk to me. Got me blocked on Twitter. Huh. Sad yeah. day. Wish he didn't. But um, Ring of Honor had reached out to him before the pandemic. I want to say January, February maybe of last year. So there had been other interest in him. There, had, But... It's a matter of the right situation coming. Um, DGMC says that possible punk decided to come on board because they're more of a proven commodity now than two years ago during the first talks. I can't pretend to understand that guy's motivations, but I mean, they're drawing 1.18 million and then there's money, Jimmy. Punk's motivation is money. We're not, we can't deny it. His motivation you know, is money. I have said myself, it's never about money. Until it's that much money. Yes. And then when it gets to be a certain amount of money, it very much becomes about the money. like, Or or at least a major factor in that. Yeah, I mean, Punk, Punk again, Punk was very vocal when AEW started saying no one actually made me an offer. You know, he's, I remember he said at the time, he said the Bucks reached out to me, said, hey, are, are you interested? Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, are you interested? He said, this is Punk's claim at the time. He said, nobody actually made me an offer. For Punk, it's all about the financials. Yeah. And and again, we talked about how with Brian is different. Brian's got this, like Kenny Omega. Brian and Kenny Omega, those two are probably like kindred spirits because it's all about the art to those guys. Not that the money's not important, but it's about the art to those guys. And, and uh, Punk, it's financially driven, I think. And so uh, it's going to be curious. I, I loved how after you broke the news last Wednesday, Punk did some trolling on Instagram, put up a little video with the Chicago Bulls music. I forget the name of the band, but he put up the that music on Instagram. So uh could have been trolling, but 
I, I think where there's smoke, there's fire. And I think yeah. all out, all out seems like the, the, the logical destination for, uh, for CM Punk. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe there's some more news that's going to come out soon. Triple stroke <laughs> says okay. if AEW was present in 2015, would Balor and AJ be in WWE? That's a fantastic question. I think they would. And if you look at AJ and Balor, AJ's been exempt from almost all the criticisms that we can face about bad booking. Yes. AJ has been booked really, really well over the last five and a half years. Like, and it just took him showing Vince McMahon. I've, I've heard stories about how when AJ came in, people were like, oh, Vince isn't going to get him. And then after he lost at WrestleMania to Jericho and apparently didn't throw up a big fuss about it, Vince is like, that's my guy. Now, what I hate is that Vince tries to beat people down before he brings them up. I hate that shit. I think it's stupid. But, yeah, I think they would still be in WWE. I think that he, was AJ's goal, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Hugh Janus says, I know he wants to work less dates, but I'd love to see Daniel Bryanson in the G1. Uh, I said Daniel Bryanson again. <laughs> yeah, but he put Daniel Bryan Danielson, so you're you – know. Ah, there we go. Uh, in the G1. Then uh, ZSJ in the Dome. I think those are real possibilities, Jimmy. I think it's a real possibility because I think that um, New Japan, and I'll, I'll have a bit of a report on this and Gaijin going over to New Japan, uh, but I think I think Brian ends up working New Japan as well. He's been very vocal about it. That's what he wants. Yes. He's, you know, but before he, you know, left WWE, he was vocal about, I, I'd love if WWE worked with other promotions and, you know, I can kind of go to Japan uh, affiliated to WWE. He's been very vocal about it. I definitely think that he sees what Omega's done and he loves it, you know, going to Mexico and going to Impact and doing all this stuff. And I, I think that's what Brian would love to do. So, uh, yeah, good, good pickup for them, man. Both of them are going to be a good pickup for them. I'll be very interested to see how the telev television ratings look by the end of the year. So, uh, so good for AEW. Their payroll is not light. In it's AEW, not, but, but, but they're, spend you know, money to make money. Yes. Absolutely. Like Justin really Lopez says, any ideas to what Tony Khan's event announcement will be possibly first LA show. Got an idea, but, um, don't want to snake the person that I heard it from. But if it's what I was told, I'd say it's significant. Christopher Jazzcat says, I've been holding out for years for a Zack Sabre-Danielson rematch. Really hope we get it in New Japan ring. A Punk ROH return would be huge for them. It would be, but that's not on the, that's not an ongoing discussion from what I understand. Uh, yeah. they, they just reached out last year just to see. There have been people in Ring of Honor that did at least try to keep in touch with Punk. I'll, I'll say that. Guys, why, by the way, please leave a thumbs up on this video if you're watching. We've got a Kurt Angle interview dropping this week. I did an interview with Eric Bischoff this week on this channel. Make sure you guys subscribe. Michael or Mikhail, sorry about that, Mikhail. He says, seems like there's a stigma with Punk being allegedly motivated by financials. What's wrong with that? He's a pro and he's damn good at what he does. Nothing wrong with see, it. I don't see anything wrong with it. No, we never said there was anything wrong with it. It's fine. Yeah, I don't see a damn thing wrong with that at all. Go back, make your money, yep. uh, do good work. Yep, and he understands, and and I feel like we talked about this in the past. His window was closing, in terms of in ring, yeah. so so why not do it? You know, Matt. I mean, this is a hot topic. People are just super chatting like crazy about this, and we appreciate the two thousand of you watching right now, which is uh, huge on a Wednesday for us. He says, "I just want to say, with Punk and Brian and all these companies working together, it shows a it's a beautiful memory I get to share with my kid. I mean, I have constantly had companies." 
from NWA, Impact, AEW, Ring of Honor, even MLW, all put over how well uh, everybody's working together right now. And it leaves, I, I think they could do a stadium show, Jimmy. If they oh, all yeah. work together, they could do a stadium show and sell it out. I fully believe that. Maybe next year, by the looks of things, uh, with the way that we're going. But I mean, to uh, me, the fact that they sold out MGM in Vegas. Yeah. That's that was that was another level being able to do that. And I mean, and, right uh, after the pandemic, selling out all out is is really, really big. Right. Um, we've got Brian Murphy saying or actually, sorry, uh, it was I love me some Sova says today's my birthday. Same with Sammy Guevara and Nick Jackson. Woot. Well, we, we <laughs> wish you a happy birthday, that's for sure. And Mike Bond said Hangman mentioned in jest that Tay and Anna would get the title shot if Dark Order win tonight. Has there any has there been any talks of adding belts to AEW? Yes, there's been talks. I don't know if they're going to do it, but uh, there has been talks. I've heard a lot of rumblings about that, a lot of hope about that, rather. And Andrew Monaghan says, does DB or Punk cause the first AEW DQ? I think they've had one. They've had a couple in the past, but um, I I don't think so. They're not going to do it in the main event, like not in the title match. No, that'd be that'd be bad. Yeah. We have people asking about the magazine, saying if we're still looking for contributors. I mean, we got over two hundred applicant applicants for that. Uh, you can send it in. Uh, yeah. Though I appreciate Matter that. Fact, I'm, I'm going to give you an email address. I'm going to give the mailbag email address. It is, uh, I believe, question. I don't know mailbag at fightful dot com. Mailbag at fightful dot com. Send an email there if you are interested in contributing to the magazine. I'm going to need to see writing samples. Yes, don't. Don't send us anything if it doesn't have a writing sample. Yes. The email will be deleted if there's no writing sample. Yes. So, yeah. uh, Sumed says, imagine MJF walking out to cold of personality when he faces Jericho at All Out. And after he goes over, Punk can debut to face MJF as his next challenge. I think the way they're setting that up, I think MJF loses, and I don't think he should lose against Jericho. He should absolutely win, and I think Jericho should become sort of uh, – a a special attraction. DKC says that AEW stimulates his genitals. Well, I mean, that's awesome. Wow. We've wow. got some other stuff that'll do that for you, but I mean, not on this show today. Wild Boy says, I'm a WWE diehard and AEW has started to grow on me. It's hard to deny AEW is doing huge things. People should want, even if they don't like AEW, they should want them to do huge things because then hopefully it'll push WWE, Jimmy. Yep, absolutely. Well, at least it should. It should in yeah. theory. I mean, we saw what happened when WCW made waves in the 90s. You know, and, and Vince stepped up his game. I don't know if 76-year-old billionaire Vince gives a shit. And, yeah. and that's kind of the problem. When you reach the point where you kind of, you've been there, you've done that, you, you, you know, you, you've made your money. He's accomplished everything Vince McMahon has that you could possibly accomplish. I don't know if he has it in him anymore. So, it, it, and Nick Hunt doesn't give a shit. Fair. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to take Hunter. Some know? stupid punk puts over our magazine. He says... Is that a high gloss on that magazine? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's so beautiful. I can only imagine the sheer quality, at least until I get my physical copy. Yes, it is. Now, I want to, I want to, do you have more super chats you want to go through? Yes, a couple. Okay. Flow Pro says, Do you expect storylines to be seated tonight? Clearly, they know. We know the rumors. Be stupid if they don't tease something. Punk's AFI entrance versus Kenny would be epic. I don't think they should tease anything until pen is put to paper. They got pen to paper. Have at it, man. I agree. Do whatever you want, but you never know what can happen. I was sitting there posting Big E, Christian Cage stuff for months, not realizing uh, the guy ain't going. The guy ain't going. The to, best example uh, is worst. Yeah. 
That was amazing. Global force and impact wrestling at the time. <laughs> yeah. William Buner says, do you think the Delta variant will ruin all this? Uh, no, I don't think it'll ruin all of this. I think it'll cause some issues though. I definitely mm-hmm. think it'll cause some issues. And then the line drive sends a great super chat saying, uh, love the turn of Dakota Kai after months build. Do you think they can get Raquel and Dakota uh, as hot as Ciampa and Gargano? I think they can, given Dakota's four-year history with friends abandoning her for opportunity. It depends on who the babyface and who the heel is. The promo, I thought, left a little bit to be desired, but I love the attack. Raquel sold the hell out of that kick. Mm-hmm. And the timing of my interview last week, Jimmy, I was like, what if Dakota wants a title shot? And Raquel said, all she's got to do is ask. And this was two days before they filmed this. So she knew it was coming. She set the stage. It was very smart of Raquel Gonzalez. And she can even say that all you ever had to do was ask. Did you see the turn? Yes, I did. And uh, I guess my question is, how do you think Raquel being physically a lot bigger will yes. do as will do as the baby face in the program? I think that Dakota is physical enough to make it work. I think that as long as as Dakota works really, really physically, Raquel can make it work, but it needs to be like a speed advantage type of thing. And a Dakota knows Raquel more than anybody, and Dakota helped bring Raquel up, sort of thing. It's like it's like I taught you everything you know, but not everything that I know type of type of deal. I think right. it needs to be like that. Right, right. Interesting. Odyssey, we'll see where it goes. Odyssey says, hey, guys, thoughts on Renee Young's comments. She mentioned that AEW treats their audience smarter than WWE does. She's right. She's objectively right. There's no way you can watch a WWE show full of the recaps, the way that they, they conduct their production. I mean, they, they do zooms on punches because they think that their wrestlers don't can't can't do it themselves. They treat their wrestlers and their their audience smarter than WWE does, AEW does. And to me, that's how we have treated our audience too, as opposed to people who are quite frankly shitty to us. If you cultivate a smarter audience, you cultivate generally a more educated audience, whether it be in school or just educated about a product. And I think that once you cultivate a smarter, more educated audience, you cultivate a more inclusive audience, you cultivate a more diverse audience and an audience that is more likely to invest in your work. So I think that AEW is doing that very, very well, Jimmy. I thought you were talking about Renee uh, posting about Marc-Andre Fleury being traded from the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck about that. She was devastated, Sean. Devastated. But no, in in all honesty, and we've talked about this before, like I'm a lifelong WWE fan. I know we're very critical of WWE because creatively the show has been trash for a long time. I want WWE to be good. I want to enjoy the product. I don't want to be sitting here shitting on the product. It's very frustrating as a fan to watch because they do insult the intelligence of the audience. I saw Denise go apeshit on Monday because they announced the triple threat for SummerSlam with Charlotte and Rhea Ripley and Nikki Cross, but then they still had a contenders match in the main event with Charlotte and Nikki Cross. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah, as a fan, you're watching that just thinking, what? You know what I mean? And they do this shit a lot. Yes. And and so as a fan, it's very frustrating. And and the one thing about AEW, because Tony Khan is a lifelong wrestling fan, and let's be frank, because Tony Khan's in his 30s. Let's be honest. Yes. It's just reality. Like they 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 pay more attention to detail. This man is 76 years old, man. He's 76 years old. 
Chris Carlin asks if we know if AEW has any plans to come to the UK when travel restrictions are reduced. I've heard of some chatter, but I mean, I don't know if that's like on the front burner right now. Tyler Joseph Smith says, I know you haven't reported any done deals on a scale of one to 10. How confident are you that both Punk and Brian show up in AEW before the end of the year? Punk, a seven. Daniel Bryan, a nine as far as confidence. Justin says, I think CM Punk is 50-50 with money and creative. He wants the most money possible, so if the creative somehow fails, he gets something out of it. You know what? I would argue that everybody should be like that, but I everybody's own priorities are their own priorities. For sure. Vincent says, will Daniel Bryan, <laughs> Bryan Danielson <laughs> and CM Punk showing up at All Out overshadow Hangman Page's possible title win? I don't think they both show up there. No, I think that AEW's audience wants everything to succeed and they they provide the attention accordingly. Jimmy, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash fightful it's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with better help that's betterhelp.com slash fightful let's talk about some other topics you have mentioned well i'm wondering if i should attempt the surprise guest yeah i'm, I'm sure this won't be a, a trash fire at all i think it's worth the attempt i think it's worth the attempt now is the overlay loaded no, I mean, you can't run the overlay until – I mean, I can put it up now and it will show who it is or – I think we show, I, th- I think it's okay to, it's okay to, to do that. Go ahead and try okay. try and well, get, here, and get here, the I'll do there. this. I'll do this. Okay, Sean's going to do it. What is this, Sean? Oh, that's, that's great. So now we can hear Jimmy in the background of Melissa's microphone because you all are in the same, we're in the same room. room. That's right. Technological genius at work here. You all could have just asked me. I could have just said, you know what, Melissa, stay in the office and do it there. Go to Jimmy's office and do it there, but nobody asks me anything around here. It wouldn't be uh, – I wouldn't be a guest here if something wasn't going wrong. Yeah, you wouldn't be a guest here unless you were an unwelcome guest, Melissa. What the fuck are you doing on my show? <laughs> Can, Can I even talk? Can I talk? Barely. No, you sound like a robot in a can, Jimmy. Okay, Mel, dance. take off your mic. Let's take off go. your mic, Mel. Yeah, I already did, is it? Okay, Mel took off her mic, so we should be good now. So the reason I wanted Latina Heat Melissa here, Sean, 
is because number one, Toronto has very slowly took a year and a half, but Toronto has very slowly reopened. Uh, Today, we only had 139 cases in the whole province of Ontario, which is amazing. And because I was able to reopen my office, the team that includes Latina Heat Melissa is back in the office, uh, even though for her, it's probably begrudgingly, but they're back in the office. And so I wanted to bring her back as the uh, as the inaugural Fightful champion. And Joel Pearl's not going to appreciate this. Fuck you, Joel. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with that. So I got this, and I'm going to give this to Hayden since Melissa's on camera. I'm going to let her hold it. Let me? I'm going to let her hold it. Is anybody ever going to defend this title? Is anybody ever going to show <laughs> any? <laughs> is so, anybody ever going to show this thing any prestige? Like, this is garbage. This is garbage. There's people who aren't the champion holding it. Melissa has an injured wrist. What'd you do? You fall off your rollerblades, you <laughs> dork? Actually, yes. <laughs> I knew it. As soon as the border reopens, which is probably going to be sometime in 2027, as soon as the border reopens, I'm going to bring Sean Ross Sapp in. And uh, Sean Ross Sapp can, can make a defense or a challenge attempt number, what, eight, nine? Something oh, like that? What I'm going to do is knock out Melissa and Joel Pearl full stop, is what I'm going to do <laughs> as a shoot. I'm tired of this. The frustration that I got to go through. I haven't seen Joel defend that title a one time. He hasn't put it on the line one time. He has the ability to do it. I had a plan for that. I had a plan for that. I'm sure you do, Jimmy. All these long-term storylines that that play out here on on, uh, on Melissa's boy. Melissa got a super chat. Yeah. Somebody says that you're Zordon, too, if you know that reference. I do not. Look, Ray Callahan says, I deserve the title down with the Jimmy Thority. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Unreal. Well, Unreal. I want to say, say after a year and a half, it's nice to see Melissa's face. Uh, I saw Lindsay on Monday. I hadn't seen Lindsay in not a year and a half, but uh, at least six months, I think. And so uh, and so, it's good to see people back in. See, she's got the Fightful Magazine back there, too. Look at that. FightfulMag.com. Go check that out. And Joel Pearl, if you're watching this, since you guys are both in the same city, I do believe that a uh, Melissa Joel Paul rematch will have to happen. Even though Melissa technically gave you the title because you know, you're, yeah, you're, it, it'll just have to be me doing the creative, probably me doing the editing, me coming up with the idea and then me making sense of it when everybody else just forgets. Yeah, yeah. So your match with Melissa, it was the editing magic of Nigel that made that good shot. Well, yeah, because I didn't realize that Melissa would be, Maybe the worst wrestler of all time. Look who taught me. I thought she'd be at least passable. I thought she could at least, I don't know, jump off a ladder on the concrete and make it look good. But she couldn't. She couldn't. When you're allowed back in the country. Man. I remember, I, I can't recall what the, oh, the Blue Jays. I, I hit up Sean like two weeks ago and I said, hey, guess what? The Blue Jays are back in Toronto as of July 30th. And so I told him, maybe depending on capacity limits, if they'll let, let people do corporate boxes, maybe I'll still bring Sean in before the end of the season. You never know. No. I mean, it's got to be contingent on that. Why don't we go to a Raptors game this winter? Why don't we do that? Why, you want to go to Buffalo? By the whole row. Are they doing Buffalo? I don't know. Where are they now? Tampa? The Raptors, they ain't going to be in Tampa next not, year. Well, they're not Toronto right now. They haven't announced it. George Barfield says, if I remember correctly, it wasn't. Last time wasn't SRS Keith Lee and Melissa was Lashley. Pretty much, pretty much. That's that's how it got booked. 
I am a Lucha says going to the NYC show and I've got butterflies in my stomach. Like when I watched DB win it all in new Orleans, proper slices on me. If you make it here, I did apply for credentials for that show. We'll see if I get approved. Um, people like chatting from Melissa. What is, what is this? Bullshit? Good job, Melissa. Look Listen. at that. And the belt looks good on her too. Jimmy, Sean. I know the it whole does, gimmick. I know the whole gimmick was let's make a title and let's make the guy who runs fightful never win it but objectively objectively the booking has been dog shit jimmy this is worse than vince mcmahon level at least he puts a show on every week so do you understand the covid constraints that i've been under in living in a place like toronto that is the greatest restriction for the the, longest period of anywhere in north america the title can literally be defended in remote tic-tac-toe jimmy there are no rules for this title you know what's funny so we were going to have joel defended in a video game tournament on twitch and then i think i talked to sean and sean was like hey how are we going to do that technically like how you got to plug everything in and you know and we it just kind of went to shit after that yeah, See, because so. you didn't have a plan. Matt Reichel says SRS needs to hit a King Shaza and Melissa. SRS the role model. I don't know what that means. Uh, I, do I think not he means know. the Kinshasa. I guess, uh, oh, the Kinshasa. Yeah, no. I'll do that for sure. I'll hit her with a V-trigger. Uh, you know, my, my close personal friend, Jeremy Lambert, does V-triggers on people. I'm going to do one as well. But um, Melissa, look at me. No. Look at me. No. I don't want to hit a woman. I don't want to do it, but listen, for the sake of this show being better, I'm going to kick your ass. It's going to happen. And I don't even care if you're the champion. You're just, you're just a roadblock on the way to Joel Pearl and I'll find him cowering somewhere, slapping his little bass guitar, (laughs) just, just strumming along. You can't strum a bass. I mean, you can, but it sounds like shit, but it's, so he'll probably do it. So he'll probably do it. Look me in the eyes, Melissa. No. Don't you worry, Melissa. The promo prepared or anything? Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Our benefits package is phenomenal here. <laughs> so don't worry about it. Well, let's move on. And uh, uh, it's up to you if you want Melissa to stick around or care. if you want to take the over layoff. She can yeah. stay there. I wanted to – there's something off the top of the show I was going to mention, and I forgot. I was going to uh, send condolences to the family of Super Porky. Yes. And uh, and and then we got uh, tied up with the punk stuff. So he passed away this week at the age of 58, uh, a, a legend in Mexican wrestling. I admittedly knew him best from like late 90s, early 2000s when he was, you know, probably famous for being a comedic character, a, you know, portly, short guy that he could go 10 minutes in the ring and do nothing. Yeah. And entertain the crowd for 10 minutes doing nothing. And uh, I remember guys would bump all over for him. He'd be hip tossing them and barely move and all that kind of stuff. But he was a legend in Mexico. He had a brief stint in WWE, I believe, in uh, 2005. He was on the SmackDown brand for a little bit. So he just passed away at the age of 58. So uh, my condolences to his family. Yeah, that's that's horrible. I mean, that's definitely way too young to go. Sending our sending our love to them. Uh, that that sucks. That always sucks to hear. I don't know what Riven Blade means, but he says Fleury's going to end up number two and wins. Uh, Ox Oxbow says in Sammy's vlog, there's a skit where Cody is sleep talking, and you can make out Shaq is on his way. Shaq versus Paul White, I think that would make a lot of sense to do, Jimmy. At some point, do the smoke and mirrors, make that match happen. People have talked about it for a long time. Why did it never happen at Mania? Because it sure seemed like they wanted it to happen. I don't know. They okay. they 
I feel like there were some issues with uh, Shaq and WWE at that point. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he wanted certain financial demands or something. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, interesting. I mean, I, I could definitely see them doing it in uh, in AEW. I wanted to ask about – I want your thoughts on, okay. on these rumors with The Rock. Yeah. Uh, now, it started with Andrew Zarian. He reported that WWE was hoping to get The Rock for the Survivor Series because that's the 25th anniversary of when he debuted in WWE at the Survivor Series back in uh, in 96. Uh, and then he said that they were also hoping to do rock, uh, in some capacity against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania in Dallas next year, which you and I had talked in the past next year in Dallas makes a lot more sense than the following year in LA because the stadium in Dallas, WWE will announce an attendance record, even if it's not accurate and the rock likes being part of record. So that makes sense. The rock was interviewed by entertainment tonight and he denied, uh, he basically denied the rumor said there was nothing to it. What have you heard, if anything, about The Rock? And and uh, do you think that there's a chance that we'll see him back either for the Survivor Series and or for WrestleMania? Yes, I think there is a, a real chance. WWE does want him back. They are hoping he'll be back. Andrew Zarin is very accurate on that. It's just, as I have learned with the Brock thing, with the Sonya thing, what WWE hopes and what they have actually discussed with the talent is far different. And they're starting to realize that they just can't go, we hope. And they're back. Right. It doesn't work like that anymore. Um, it did for a long time. It doesn't anymore. So that's why you get a lot of confusion. They have created graphics for some of these people, just assuming they're going to be back. And they didn't come back. They didn't do anything. And merch and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think there's a real good opportunity. Andrew Zarian is great at what he does. I think, I think his story is accurate. I just think either Rock probably hasn't been conferred about it, Right. Or um, is is playing playing it quiet, which she does anyway. Like even I, I remember CVV when uh, Rock was confirmed for Mania a few years ago, and when CVC said CVV said, "What are you doing uh, next week or whatever it was?" Yeah. Rock's like, "Don't you worry about it." You know, so he is he is going to be an old school guy anyway. Yeah, so that'll that'll be an interesting one. I guess we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see where that one goes. Some um, some stupid punk is talking about Joel in the chat, just taking it. Blue. I don't even know, man. Some super punk also says WWE factionalists always tell you to turn off your brain and enjoy the show. Frankly, I find that very telling of their expectations versus AEW. I don't want to turn off my brain. I don't want to turn off my brain. I want, I, I don't want to be quite frankly, I don't want to be brain dead and watch a brain dead show. I want to watch a show that is smarter. Jimmy, nobody has complained about a wrestling show being too smart for them, but there are a whole lot of people that complain about a product being too dumb for them. So. And you know, and you know, you know how it's become now too is the bar is so low that if anything interesting happens in WWE, the fan base really goes apeshit. Yeah, because the bar is so low. Raw on Monday, I was watching back Raw because let's be honest, like the, the creative on Raw just hasn't been good week in and week out consistently for a long time. We hoped that when live crowds return, things would get better, and they haven't. But one thing that I liked on Raw was uh, Lashley hitting the uh, jackhammer. Yeah, I thought that was great. It wasn't a great jackhammer. No, but, but I like the fact that he did it. It was very subtle because he didn't actually come out and say, I accept the challenge. Yes. But it was, an, it was a nice, subtle thing. I saw a lot of people on social media just, just going apeshit that Lashley did a jackhammer. And I thought to myself, that's the problem. The problem is, is that you're so used to just shitty creative that when you see one thing, it's like the greatest thing ever. Yes. Yeah. Um. And then they're, then they're like, oh, this one good thing happened or – this was a decent show. You can't complain about anything on the show. Get out of here. Right. Two, three-hour shows, there's going to be stuff I don't like. 
Greg House asks how tall I am. Well, you got your answer right here. Six foot ten uh, without shoes, seven foot with shoes. <laughs> if I were in a wrestling match, they would say I'm seven two or seven three. But Greg says, been brilliant content recently. Saw you on Wrestle Talk on the game show. Follow you guys now. Brilliant content. These shows have great insight. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I really appreciate it, and we're glad that you found us. Somebody asked if Melissa is allowed to talk. Nope, I'm going to mute her right now, actually, so she can't talk. How dare you? Oh, son of a bitch. I can still hear her through Jimmy's mic. <laughs> I win. Uh, there we go. So I muted Jimmy's mic, too. Uh, Christopher Jazzcat says, I heard there are longstanding issues regarding AAA and CMLL. Has this gotten in the way of current cross-promotion or p- potential stadium shows? Yes, it's gotten in the, the way of potential cross-promotion with a lot of companies for a lot of years, from Impact to ROH to New Japan, depending on which one is working with who. Uh, CMLL and AAA did not, want, um, did not want a lot of cross-promotion there with their talent. So uh, that's, that's a bummer, but, you know. I think that's standard. It's like we talked about Super Clash in the past. It's, it's, it's standard when you've got all these promoters that want to protect their guys. Yeah. It's going to happen. That's so, like, is is Melissa the champion now? Is it a co-champion? No. Thing? Is like Jericho in China? Yeah, no. Jo- Joel Pearl is still the champion. Uh, although, if he doesn't defend the title soon, you know, it's going to become uh, maybe got, we got to get an interim belt or something. I say a lot of shit about Joel Pearl. He did win it fair and square. He called up Melissa on the phone and said, can I have it? And she said, yeah. Leave Very me true. alone. I'm sleeping. Unable exactly right. Consent was asleep. I'm calling bullshit on this. Sure. I'm I mean, not, we got, not, we got, I'm we not got following that up at all. We got video footage, but yeah, uh, but if if he doesn't defend it soon, then I don't know. I'm, I might have to uh, hold it up. I guess we'll find out what happens. No, we can't strip a title. That that's that's lame. That's lame. How about Jimmy. we have an interim championship? Oh Jesus Christ! Of course you would, because <laughs> not only are you like Vince McMahon, you're like Dana White, and the moment oh, am Francis, I really? The moment Francis and Ganu can't defend the title. For like a month, he's like, interim title. This is the worst of the booking tropes. You even did a Roman Reigns attack, Jimmy, and I still don't know who attacked me. I still haven't found that out. We never followed it up. I'm still on the case. Building okay. security's looking. Yeah, they, 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 they check in daily still. Do they? Yeah. Because I know that my family calls that that detective every single week, and they say, what have you found out about our baby? What have you? Found? We will not give up until we get justice. We will not give up, and they they haven't gotten any answers. Detectives aren't doing their job. Who who still refers to you as their baby? Everybody, everybody, <laughs> everybody, and, and our audience, the fans, all these people. They call it. They say the King Senpai Dong Lord was attacked, assaulted <laughs> brutally. That's what no evidence of what happened. Yeah, don't don't do it because we're not satisfied. But but and then then before they hang up, they say, you know what? You know what does leave us satisfied? Magic spoon. They like the magic spoon, Jimmy. They like the 13, 14 grams of protein at Magic Spoon. They like the cereal, all those delicious flavors, the variety packs that you can get with all your favorite flavors, but none of the guilt, Jimmy. They call the detectives up on the phone and they say it. They say, I can't eat regular cereal. I'll get fat so i want magic spoon magicspoon.com slash fightful they say it on the telephone on their landline telephone with a cord attached to it so they make sure the call doesn't break up 
They say it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, GMO-free. And then they go, you know what? I get a great deal when I go over to magicspoon.com slash Fightful and use that code Fightful. I say $5 off my order. You know what? If I don't like the, the flavors in the variety pack, I can make my own custom bundle. And then they say, you know what, detective? Detective, if that is your real name. If you don't believe me that it's good, they'll give it back. They'll, they'll give you your money back. No questions asked. All you got to say is, I don't like it. I don't like it. But detective, detect this. How many people have done that? Probably none because it's delicious. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. I want each of you to go outside for me, for me, Sean Ross Sapp. Stand on your porch and scream out Magic Spoon because I am unable to right now. I'm unable to. I don't have a voice. Justice for SRS. I love that your voice is shot and you're still yelling promos. I love it. Love I mean, it. I'm getting paid either way. So you're going to be Jim Ross at the end of like Mania 20. Yeah. That's where you're headed. It's awesome. Oh, man. I want to, uh, I want to, I know we're, we're getting ready to wrap up pretty soon, but I want to ask you this. So last week on Raw, Karrion Cross loses to Jeff Hardy. And certain people, you know, like Peter Rosenberg, say, be patient and let the story play out. That's yes. what they said, right? Be patient and let the story play out. Even though everybody says this is stupid, he's the undefeated NXT champion, whatever. You broke the story, Sean Ross, at, that this week on Raw, had Jeff Hardy not tested positive for COVID, somehow, some way, the plan was for Karrion Cross, who they just confirmed is going to wrestle Samoa Joe at NXT TakeOver for the NXT Championship. They just confirmed, you, you reported that Karrion Cross was going to lose to Jeff Hardy again, Sean? That was the plan until Jeff Hardy got sidelined. And then somebody told me today, like, oh, it might have been worse. It might have been worse at one point. And I was like, what? So I'm working on that. Working on that one. Um, How do you possibly, possibly take a storyline seriously with Karrion Cross against Samoa Joe for the NXT title when Karrion Cross loses to Jeff Hardy twice in a row. It's yeah. And I mean, I come on. Like I know we know where the story was going to go. Like, Oh, he was going to get motivated or Scarlet was going to come in. And that right. was the key. Like, uh, I'm sorry, but wins and losses matter. They yes. matter to perception. And I got people that say, Oh, I'll remember that in six months when he's a champion. Like that matters. Seamus lost as champion. It's, yep. it's ridiculous. It's and, so and, ridiculous. And again, there's no there's no box office stars. Like from the Common new crop, Roman Reigns booking. is the only one. Common sense booking, Jimmy, is that you make everything mean as much as you possibly can. That way, the people that are vying for it mean as much as they possibly can. And the people vying for vying for it also do that. But instead, what they're doing is doing contender matches, not between one winner and one winner, but one like maybe winner and the champion and then the champion loses and this person has to face him again. Come on. Come on. I saw somebody on Twitter because, uh, you know, there's a lot of criticism about doing Keith Lee and Karrion cross because they both desperately sure. needed the win. And so there's a lot of criticism about why would they book it? I saw somebody on Twitter that tried to compare it to Steve Austin versus the rock for the intercontinental title in the nineties on raw. And they tried to, they tried to equate it to be in the same thing. What they lost sight of is that, number one, 
The Rock was not an undefeated champion who had just come in from another brand and lost the week before. Stone Cold Steve Austin had not just returned from a five-month absence and lost the week before. It's completely different, these two situations. But this is one thing that people do because sometimes they're just desperate to defend the company when it's a situation that really can't be defended. Yeah. They, they stretch looking for something. But it's just not the same thing. They could have easily, as you've talked about, they could have booked Kieran Cross against anybody. They could have booked Keith Lee against anybody. They could have got them both over. <laughs> and then done it. And then done and it. And then exactly. done it. Once they're both over. Um, yeah. Some stupid punk says SRS yelling without a voice because he's a champion. Not yet I'm not. I won't claim <laughs> that, but I'm going to be. Somebody says I'm so strong. Uh, yeah, sure. Sure, whatever. Uh, guys, remember, uh, we're heading down the home stretch. Get in your super chats. Leave a thumbs up. It helps us out a lot. Uh, Also, the distraction on Thursday. Tonight, the AEW Dynamite post-show. Fortunately, I will uh, not have to carry that whole show like I did this one. Uh, uh, That's what happens when I have these two on the screen. Oh, oh, that's that's nice. That's nice. That's what happens. But we do have the list goes on right after this over at FightfulSelect.com. And, uh, you know, we're dropping scoops over at FightfulSelect.com as well. Yeah, and today we're going to talk about WWE talent management. We are going to talk about John Cena. We're going to talk about the Queen of the Ring tournament. We're going to talk about uh, the new scripted series and how Rupert Murdoch might feel about that. Oh, That's buddy. very interesting. And uh, might talk a little bit of Cedric Alexander. So sure. com. the list goes on. Go over there and check it out. So let's wrap this show up. I saw that you had Nikki Ash on the list today. Nikki I A-S-H. Yeah, so basically I was I was going to ask, how do they possibly think? And when I say they, I mean Vince McMahon. How do they possibly think this character is going to get over? What do they possibly see that makes them think that having your champion lose to a, a challenger in a non-title match in the main event of your show, and when she loses, she basically brushes it off, says, that's okay, because don't forget my name is almost a superhero and i know i can beat you and if i have another chance i know i can do it and me the champion is demanding that you the non-champion give me a rematch how do they possibly think that this character is going to get over with kids that's it but the funny thing is they've got no merch for her right now to sell to kids and when you look at the demographics it's 50 plus that primarily watch the show for yes. the most part. And well, you, you still, you can still target that demographic. You can, I mean, you can, you're right. But like, she's still, she's still losing the whole thing. It makes her look silly. Yeah, and I, and, and I, I know there were reports last week and this is not Nikki Cross's fault. Nikki Cross is, is making the best of, of a tough situation. So it's not her fault. But there were reports last week, WWE did a live event in Louisville. And I believe the other one was in Pittsburgh and she got a mixed reaction. And on Raw this week, it, she got a bit of a mixed reaction. It wasn't, it, it wasn't like flat-out booze. But uh, I don't understand how they think this is going to get over when this girl, as the champion, is being presented as a fluke champion. She's being presented as someone that should not be the champion. And then when she loses, it's like, that's all right. You know, just let me try again. It's so terrible. I don't Jimmy, know how I was going to get over my flight landed about 30 minutes before raw started. So my, my wife drove us home from the airport and I had the show pulled up on my phone and it was playing through the speakers in the car. And I predicted the entire promo from the first thing she said through Charlotte and Rhea coming out. And my wife was like, was this a taped show? And I said, no, (laughs) 
Yeah. It wasn't a taped show. Um, man, it's, it's unfortunate that that's as creative as they can get with stuff like this, because there's, they're capable of so much more. And Nikki, Nikki cross, Nikki Ash, Nikki ASH is a very talented woman and a beloved woman in that company too. So I'm glad that she's at least getting the opportunity, but we are about a month in and they're already recycling lines. Yeah, and I mean, she she very clearly worked hard on her body. She got got herself into better shape. She worked and her so, ass off. Yes, she did. Yeah, so you can you can tell she's very dedicated to it. But it's just not gonna, it's not going to get over. The way they're presenting her is not going to get over. <laughs> and here we are. We're only two weeks into the return of live fans for Raw. Only two weeks in, the numbers are already on the decline. And this is with SummerSlam coming. The numbers are already in, in decline. They did about one point eight million viewers on USA. I, I've talked about this before. I think by the end of the year, Dynamite's peak quarter is going to surpass yeah. Raw's low quarter, and that's embarrassing. And that's not a knock on AEW. That's a knock on WWE when you're being paid $265 million a year by USA, and uh, and that's where they're headed. Creative is just not up to par. It's not. And I, I respect that you know some fans are loyal to the point that they defend everything and they try to find a positive in everything, but – the show's just not that good. I mean, that's just kind of reality right now. I agree. I agree. There, there are glimpses of brilliance, but other than that, not consistently a good show. Melissa, I'm wrapping up the show. Do you want to say anything? Is there anything you got to say? Yeah, Joel, get out of my Twitter mentions. Sean, stop being a little pussy bitch and get your vaccines. I got my vaccine, so. <laughs> You heard it there first, Sean Rossap. You can barely lift that title. That's embarrassing. <laughs> you shut your mouth. I have a sprained wrist. How'd you sprain your wrist? Exactly. Tell me what, what unfolded to make it happen. I went to the skate park and someone ran into me. Shut and up. You, no, tell me the, the exact things that unfolded. I know you weren't on like a half pipe or anything like that. Internet. I would say that she was trying to emulate Darby Allen, but I would bet money she doesn't know who that is. Oh man, just her her being generally coordinated seems like a task to me. But I mean, like, what what were you on the half pipe? Were you were you skating up onto like some picnic tables or something like that? Going down a little half pipe. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're gonna be smoking a full pipe if you think I'm not gonna kick your ass when I come to Toronto, Jimmy. What else you got? That's it for the show, man. Let's go to FightfulSelect.com for the list goes on. Um. Well, Jesus Christ, first off, uh, I think we're going to be spending a little bit more time here. Really? This super chat just came through. What? Um, that is gigantic. Big thank you to James Gass. Wow. Hey. He says, just, guess- got the new- <laughs> just got the new issue of Fightful Mag and a couple of shirts. Thanks for the great products, guys. Keep up the fantastic work. I appreciate that because I'm going to take that super chat, and on paper, I'm going to put it towards magazine sales. <laughs> and, sure then I'm, and then i'm gonna say look sean we had a good issue yeah yeah you should put it towards the couple of shirts which i i probably created the concepts for we've got some more coming by the way for those of you who say oh hey fightful merch we got shop.fightful.com i've got some new uh, shirt concepts that are going to go up both that are podcast uh, motivated and then some that you could actually wear out in public where people won't make fun of you but james thank you so much I cannot tell you guys how important Super Chats are to us, how important uh, Fightful Select subscriptions are to us. Uh, we we ran at a loss for a long time and at cost for, for quite a while as well. So that type of stuff helps us pay our writers more. 
Uh, it helps fund me going to kick the shit out of Melissa. Um, I mean, then that pays for the flight right there. That pays for Melissa's eventual paralysis. Uh, so if you want to see that, if you want to see me spike Melissa, if you want to see me spike Melissa on her on her uh, little pea sized dome. You couldn't even land a punch last time. Now you're saying you're going to make me. Well, listen, last time I had sprained my wrist at the skate park before we, we had our match. So <laughs> stop talking that shit. And thank you, James Gassman. Hit me up, James. Send me an email. If you've got something you want to promote or push, let me know. We owe you over that one. Thank you so much. That means a lot. People are chanting for James in the in the chat as they should. That means a lot. Thank you all so much. Very generous. Much. And I want to say one more thing, and I'll, I'll include James in this. If you send a photo of yourself holding the magazine, I don't know how well you can see this. There's Matt Cardona in the middle there. Send a photo of yourself holding the magazine. We'll put you in the next issue. I want to do a collage like that every issue. Yeah. And so uh, mailbag at Fightful.com. Send a photo of yourself holding the mag like that, and uh, we'll include you in the collage if you like. Guys, thank you all so much. We're heading over to Fightful Select. We're out. Thank you, James.